I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Going on Steelers Nation Radio. It is high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the pair of us on this program, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now is when our off-season schedule. So things have been a little different, little uh, little stop and go at times, right? We've had a lot of a lot of moats hosting Tuesdays, but not a ton of uh of Wes on the mic Thursdays. So Motsy gets to kick his feet back today. We're going to catch up with our buddy Brian Backo here in about 25 minutes or so. And uh, as always, you know, again, these are a little different, our off-season shows, but we still want your participation, your questions, your comments, concerns, and reactions. We've got some of those that we'll get to in the final segment of the show. As always, you know where to get at us if you want to get involved. At Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. And what's up, Arthur Motes? How we doing on this Thursday as we approach the end of March? Man, it's a beautiful day. Let's not, you know, act like it is anything less than that. And it is, yeah, the uh, penultimate day to uh, the end of the month. So it is kind of crazy, man. The end was, of an awesome month. Yeah. Awesome March has been a good month. Come um, on, you know, you, you know, it's it's some elite birthdays that take place in the month of March. I just want you, you and wifey with the birthday in March. We, we felt like Shaq and Kobe the way we went back to back on all B days. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> So, so, yeah, I feel real good over here today, man. Real good. Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. I mean, you guys you know went saying? to New York City for a few days uh, in March. Every once in a while, we try and do what we can when we can when we do what we I, can. Uh, you know, you know <laughs> I, went to, I went to Philly, spent a, spent two days in Philly with my mother Ooh. and my mother-in-law, a little Bruce Springsteen action in Whoa, March. Baby. So. We had we had some we had some free agency moving and shaking uh-huh. for the Steelers. It was a good month, the month of March. Yes, as as Motsi correctly says, today 
the penultimate day before uh, before we get to the final day of March and into April. Always an exciting time of year, right? I mean, the weather's changing. It feels like spring. You've got NHL and NBA playoffs that are starting. You know, we're going to crown a national champion here in, in college basketball. Then crown them. Crown them. Uh, here in the next few days, right? I mean, the Masters is right around the corner. Baseball starts today. I mean, you and I aren't the biggest baseball fans, but it is always it's a kind of a, a landmark moment in the calendar, you know, the, the start of baseball season really signifying like, okay, spring's going to be here soon. And summer's right around the corner. It's a good time of year. I like this time of year. I do. And obviously we have plenty to discuss Arthur Motes because this time of year as well too, late March is when the annual league meetings happen across the NFL, right? Owners meetings. Um, they, they, the they bump around oh, the head. Day. Yes. You get 32 billionaires together in the same place. And a lot of big decisions are made. A lot of big topics are discussed. We'll get into those. Of course, this year's owners meetings, uh, just wrapped up on Wednesday, March 29th. Uh, they were in Phoenix this year. Uh, they, you know, always somewhere warm and sunny and a, and a nice oh, destination. You, you know they going to always have it somewhere yeah. nice. Hold on, you telling me these 32 billionaires they're not getting together in Detroit in March? You you, you mean to tell me they they don't want to hang out in Ohio? No, no. They're not they, going they, they're not having this thing in Buffalo in the, in I the middle it was of winter. Go to Wyoming. I thought it was going to go out to Wyoming. Just you know, we're we're trying to start a new franchise over this way. Yeah. <laughs> Down in Phoenix, Motsi, a lot of big storylines coming as always from the from the annual meetings. Um, you know, this is when the competition committee gets together. This is when they discuss potential rule changes, schedule changes, anything that's going to, inf- uh, you know, uh, affect the bigger picture yeah. of the league. There was a lot of discussion this year about, hey, um, do we want to make uh, roughing the passer reviewable? That was one of the things that they discussed, right? A few years ago, probably everybody remembers, we had that year where pass interference was reviewable. There were some talks about, okay, will we try that with roughing the passer? Uh, that was struck down. That's not going anywhere. Um, the big thing, though, is, of course, uh, Thursday night football and the NFL approving uh, the allowing of flexing Thursday night football games. Now, there are a few caveats to this that I think are important to notice. Right, Motsi? We mm-hmm. we know there's been there's been a lot of outrage about this, but there's always some some important caveats as well, too, to dig deeper than what you just get on the surface. Um it would allow Sunday afternoon games to be shifted to Thursday nights, right? But again, couple couple kickers in there. It's weeks 14 to 17. So it's only the last four weeks of the season, right? It, it's not all season long. It's, it's not week two or week three. 14, 15, 16, 17, that's when it can happen. And you have to give 15 days notice as well, too. So it's not like on a Friday, a team's getting ready to play Sunday and all of a sudden they figure out that, that their game's been moved. So only for the last four weeks of the season, you have to have 15 days notice at least for this to happen. But Motsi, before we get into some of these details and, and some of these finer points here, um, just give me your, your initial thoughts as the one with the decade of NFL experience on this idea of more flexing uh, across the NFL now, now to Thursday nights. Yeah, um, I look at it two ways. Fan perspective, alumni perspective. As a fan, man, let's be real. I'm not complaining about it one iota. Why? Because you're telling me I'm going to get better matchups on my Thursday night games. We were going to watch Thursday night football anyways. Even when we complain about the bad matchups, let's be real. We still watching it. It's better than nothing. 
So with that being the case, we can act as if we wouldn't be tuning in or that, you know, this would be some big negative. But from a viewing perspective, we're not going to see any negativity from this. Injuries happen. Injury risk is going to be out there regardless. So your guy could have got hurt on Monday. He could have got hurt on Sunday. But as a viewer, that's not going to impact you. You're just going to be excited that you're getting a more exciting matchup instead of it being Texans versus Bears in week 14. Now we might get a flex where it's Bills and Steelers or it's Steelers and Rams or something like that, potentially. So from a viewer, a fan perspective, we're going to enjoy that. From the player's perspective, it sucks. When you talk <laughs> about just the Thursday night game, the quick turnaround. Playing on Sunday, turn around, you're playing on Thursday. Your rest, your recovery time is drastically impacted. It does take a full seven days to get your body feeling as best as possible after a competitive game. So to shorten it to a Thursday night game, that does do a disservice. When you talk about the uncertainty of being able to plan ahead, most of the time, no, not most of the time, 100% of the time, when you know it's a Thursday night game, you know as soon as the schedule drops. So you're able to plan months, weeks in advance. We're talking about a 15-day window to alter everything, and that drastically changes if you're the home team versus if you're the away team. (laughs) Right. So when you talk about just the ripple effect of it from the player's preparation, recovery, massages, treatment, those type of things, oh, yeah, it's very impactful. And this is something that the players have continued to fight for a while. Um, We know that the NFL, their big goal is to get 20 games. They're going to try to get that however they can. So they flirted with 18-game schedule. Okay, they got it to 17. Okay, they expanded the playoffs. Oh, that makes it sound better because it's playoffs. Okay, now we're doing what? Let's start flirting with flexing these Thursday night games. The bottom line is this. It's going to make them money. They got a new TV deal with Amazon. Amazon (laughs) is massive. We know this. And we know that the way that our generation is going, digital platforms, digital streaming, all of the old bigwigs don't have – they're not as well-versed in this platform space like Amazon. That's a nice way, nice way to put it. Nice way to put it. You know, I, I didn't want to call them old, but you catch my drift. You know, but that's the thing. So I feel like this is also the NFL trying to almost butter up to Amazon in a sense and say, hey, hmm. we're going to do some things to make it more appeasing to you because down the line, it's not going to be Fox and ESPN that we're concerned about. It's not mm. going to be Warner Brothers. Where it's a great point. About. It's a great it's point. Be Amazon is going to be streaming services. It's going to be digital platforms. So I think that for them, the NFL, they're just trying to go ahead and make sure that they keep everything good with that. But like I said, from a player's perspective, it sucks. Now, I will say this. One negative potentially for the fans. That family that saves up, he can only go to one game. Yep. If it's a Sunday game that gets flexed to Sunday night, it doesn't kill you. Instead of it being 1 o'clock, it's 4 o'clock. Instead of it being 4 o'clock, it's 8.30. But we're talking about changing days from Sunday to Thursday. Or changing from Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Because for them to flex somebody into Thursday means somebody had to get flexed out of Thursday. So correct, we're talking correct. about the fans. So you're affecting bases. four four fan bases, ah. basically. So if, if me and Wes had to go and save up all our money to go to see this one game on Thursday night, and then two weeks before, they're like, oh, no, we switched it up. Now we're over here like, how can we afford to get a new hotel for Sunday now? How can we afford to change our flight plans? How can we afford to <laughs> right, right. That's the ripple effect that nobody really talks about in terms of how it how it affects the fans. 
but that is something that we have to acknowledge as well because the mm-hmm. consumers are important. And I think that that's also going to definitely, you know, have that type of negative feeling in some uh, instances as well. You know, that's a, it's a great point by you. It absolutely is. And listen, I, I think you, I think you hit on the two biggest things of this is that one, a lot of times when these decisions are made, they're not the best for the coaches. They're not the best for the players. They're not the best for the fans, the consumer. Mm-hmm. But the other part of that is it's the national football league. If, if I'm upset because I can't go to the game on Thursday or it doesn't work for me, guess what? There's there's thousands of people that'll take my spot, that'll buy my ticket, that'll take my hotel room. If I'm not watching the game on Thursday out of some protest or something like that, if it's a better game, there's going to be hundreds of more people that are interested in watching anyway. So you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes came out right away and said he didn't like this. There's been a few coaches that have come out and said, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll even be uh, there. There's, there's, I'm sure, even a couple owners. I mean, I, I think you know, Mr. Mr. Rooney did an interview down in Phoenix yeah. where he he didn't seem overly excited about this idea because some of them do get it. Some like, of them get it from that perspective. They yes. certainly do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're right. And that is, listen, the consumer is what drives all of this. Yeah. But in the same way, they have the consumers handcuffed because, like you said, we're gonna watch it regardless. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the National Football League. On Sunday, on Monday, on Thursday, we're going to bow at that altar of football, and we're going to be there to watch. I, 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 it's 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 interesting to me. It really is because you're a, a lot of these decisions that have been made over the years are not great for the fans. They're not great for the players. But when you have a a, a company like Amazon throwing around b- 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 billions of dollars with Whoa. a did you say what a, with what a B a big boy, Billy B oh. with a bit with a capital B Arthur Ooh. Modes they a capital might Ooh. even write that thing in cursive that Ooh. cursive B there the big Billy B the one with the with the two curves on it okay and yeah. and when you consider too. Thursday night football viewership, I mean, it declined over the season through mm-hmm. throughout last year. I think it was like a 46% decline or something like that throughout the year. So you're right. Like the selfish perspective of just the fans and the consumer, I don't love it. I've I've said this to you before. The I mean, everybody knows this. Anyone who's listened to this show for, for longer than a fart, right, knows this. I'm a college football guy. I, I love yeah. college football. It is my favorite spectator sport. It is my favorite thing to consume as a fan. The NFL, I love it, but it's work to me. The NHL, I love it, but I do some work for the Penguins, right? College football is the one thing where I'm just a fan. I'm a season ticket holder. I love to watch it. I love to consume it. I've talked with you before, though. The scheduling of college football drives me nuts. Yeah. There's there's times where I've got tickets to a WVU game on a Saturday, and I don't know what time that game is starting until the mm-hmm. Sunday or Monday before, five or six days beforehand, because they they schedule all these things in college football a week or two out, mm-hmm. and it it screws with fans a lot. It makes it harder to go on road trips, and I know that's a big important thing as this conversation relates to the Steelers, as we're here on Steeler Nation Radio. Motsi, you know this. We get the tweets. We get the tweets from Virginia and from Ohio. And from Texas, and from Indiana, and from Florida, and from the Carolinas, and Georgia, mm-hmm. it's Steeler Nation, and a lot of people. You know this as well as I do. I mean, you're there. You you've done the tailgates in the past. You do the fan zone stuff now. A good chunk of people who are inside Acershire Stadium on Sundays or Mondays Talk or Thursday, 
They're not from Western Pennsylvania. Nope. I mean, a lot of them are in driving distance. They're in Pittsburgh. They're in Ohio. They're in West Virginia. You know what I mean? And they're within anywhere from 20 minutes to to two hours of of the stadium. But a lot of them come from Mexico and come Mm -hmm. from California and come from Florida and come from uh, our buddy CR from Chicago, right? And and they talk about how they've had to struggle or how they've had to save up, how they've had to take this all these different extreme measures just to get here. And then, like you said, man, for it to just... On 15 wind, days ahead of time, you're going to find ahead. out, well, yeah. your flight's no good anymore, your hotel's right. no good anymore. It stinks, like, it does. You you can change my, my game ticket and say, hey, I validate your ticket for four days later, but that doesn't change my flight, my hotel. Like, that changed none of that, child care, any of those. The time of- you took off work, potentially, yeah. if you took a day or two off work. Seriously, yeah. man, like... The ripple effect is definitely the, <laughs> it's, the, the nasty part with it, man. It's not great for the consumer. It's certainly not. I yeah. I will give you this olive branch, though, right? Remember, mm-hmm. this is week 14, 15, 16, 17 that mm-hmm. they can potentially do this. I got the schedule here from last year, okay, yeah. for those Thursday night games. Let's see how many of these would have been flexed, okay? Week 14, Rams-Raiders. All right, that's, that's, getting, that's getting flexed out of there, okay. right? I mean... The Rams, the Rams at that point had what two or three wins. I guess the Raiders were on the fringe of a playoff spot, but that one might be getting moved. Week fifth. I'm trying to think. Even uh, last year when we got flexed out, and for the game that they ended up flexing in, it was Chargers. Was it Chargers Rams, or was it Chargers Chiefs? I think it was Chargers Chiefs, wasn't it? I thought it was the Baker game. It might have been the Baker game. I had all these all these yeah. things run together. I remember it was like one late in the year where it was the Chargers like, were definitely involved. Yeah, yeah. The Steelers and the Bengals yeah, got moved like out of prime yeah. time. The Chargers were I think you're right. It might have been the Battle of L it was either the Battle of LA or it was yeah. Chargers versus Chiefs. Yeah. But I think you're right, because I think Baker Mayfield was involved. So, and, and you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that one doesn't get flexed because it's just it's the defending Super Bowl champions. Right. You know, it's LA, yeah, it's yeah. Vegas. So maybe that one, maybe that one's even a coin flip, right? Yeah. Week 15, 49ers versus the Seahawks. That ain't getting moved. Yeah. That's a division. That's a division. That's a divisional game. The Niners were fighting for for a uh, you know a top seed. The Seahawks. Yeah. The Seahawks were fighting for a playoff spot to secure one of those wild card spots. That's not getting moved. Week 16, Jags and Jets. That was, I mean, that was a game that had playoff implications. You know, the Jets were still in the wild card hunt. The Jags obviously ended up winning their division. But, but let's be real. Let's be real. We're sitting here, and this is hindsight twenty twenty. We already got the answers to the test. It's all it takes is all it takes is for it to be the one game that you personally are going to getting <laughs> flexed, and you don't want to hear about any of. Wes, have me and you ever been to an NBA game where the player that we spent all our money to go see set out for load management? Yes. We have never experienced that, right? No, I have. Oh, you have? How did it make back, you feel? Back when I went to watch Derrick Rose play with the Bulls in, in Cleveland. <laughs> he hit you at load management, right? How did you feel? It made you sick, right? You I was not happy. happy. Yeah, I was not right. happy. I didn't, I didn't go to Cleveland to watch the LeBronless Cavs, all right? I went, so, there, so, I went there to watch Derrick Rose. So for me, I think of just that situation right there and how – it didn't affect me. I've never had a load management, you know, where I go to a game. Right, and I right. Now, that's a great example. That's but a great example. You, in that moment, you're like, bro, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I didn't spent my money. I didn't took off work. I didn't bought this hotel, gas. Like, 
It's horrible. I don't want to hear none of that. Yeah, so that's the only thing I'm like, yeah, we can make it as, okay, it might have just been a handful of times where you might be impacted. It might just be two teams being impacted. Sure. But that's that's going to Oh, it's a, thousands thousands of people yeah. that are that are impacted. And but, because like we talk about, it's 16 games or 17 games. So it's a very, very small, finite amount of opportunities too, whereas at least with other sports – all right, I might have missed this one, but maybe I can catch one five right. months now, two months right. Now, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean you're getting you're getting what eight or nine home games a year as yeah, as a, as a Steelers fan. That's right. it. Depending on the depending on the games, year. How many are at one o'clock? All right, which ones are on Sunday? Which is a Monday? Yeah. Which is Thursday already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's listen, it's it is it's it's the fans who are getting the short end of the stick. And that is quite often, unfortunately, how this works. Yeah. Um but I think you're listen. We can see the bigger picture of all this. The 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 Amazon millions priority, upon millions upon millions. The flex scheduling that's only going to continue. I mean, particularly right. And you mentioned the, it's it's an 18 week season now, right? 17 games. That's going to get bumped up eventually too. We all know that that's inevitable. Um, but maybe like that's that's hey, where I'm hoping is another bye week. I give you a bye maybe. week for another game. Huh, 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 deal. <laughs> another bye week. Huh? You want you want huh? two bye huh? weeks? Hey, two bye two weeks, weeks. Eighteen regular season games, and the fans are gonna be like, "Yeah, that sounds fair. That's all right. Yeah, yeah." Mozi, Mozi, we're we're gonna look up at another few years, yeah. and it's gonna be end of March. Yeah. It's gonna be the Super Bowl weekend around right. this, this time. Talking about, of year. Talking about the, the teams get three bye weeks, and they got uh twenty teams in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yep, sound good. I guess my my uh my overly optimistic hope is just that they schedule good Thursday night games and and hopefully one of these a year ends up getting flexed and I'm not saying that that's not a big deal to those four fan bases involved but hopefully hopefully this isn't as rampant as as right. some of us are worried it, it it might be hopefully it's a maybe a once a year thing um that isn't going to have a huge uh ding on on the consumers who spend their time and their money and their energy and their emotions to uh yeah. to follow and support their teams. Yeah, because just to to go back on this uh flexing games isn't a bad thing. No, no. It's actually a honor to be flexed into prime time. You've talked and about that before too, yeah. Absolutely. You have to earn the right to be in prime time, to have all of the attention of the football community. You have to earn that right. The brand is too big. And Thursday night football used to be the throwaway primetime game. That right, was charitable right. prime time for the organization. The charitable primetime. No, I'm telling you for no, it's that true. because it's I was true. a part of it. In Buffalo, we had never had a primetime game scheduled up there during that time frame until they decided to make that a rule. Us, Cleveland. And then it was like, okay, we're going to Detroit. So it'll be yeah. us in Cleveland on Thursdays or us in Miami on Thursdays. Because you knew, okay, the franchise that don't get Sunday night, don't get Monday night, don't get Thanksgiving, don't get Christmas. This is how you get them. Uh, this is how you get there. your primetime game. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is now too much money has went into these throwaway Thursday night games to where now it's just as big or they're trying to make it just as big as Monday night football, Sunday night football. So with that, this is the byproduct of it. Got to make sure that we have the best matchups. Like yep. I said, the only issue is that it's just changing the days of the week. And it's changing it from your traditional rest and recovery schedule to a short, condensed week that's oh, yeah. already in its own, like standing alone by itself, Thursday night football is already an issue. <laughs> 
So it's like you take something that was already an issue and you combine or you combine or you excuse me, you combine that issue with yeah. the now we're doing it on a short notice and it just makes it a lot more difficult, a lot more challenging on people. But outside of the moving of days part, everything else makes sense. Yeah. If it was, man, I can flex you from if we're gonna flex and have multiple Sunday night primetime games, nobody would be saying anything. You know how on opening week we'll have three Sunday night or three Monday night football mm-hmm. games. If mm-hmm. they say, hey, we're going to open up those type of options late in the year where we could flex to have three teams playing yeah, on Sunday night, yeah. three teams playing on Monday night, I think that, I like that is received way better. I think across the board, we all feel good about it. The problem is, though, ESPN isn't going for that and NBC isn't going for that. No, they're not. Every time you have <laughs> multiple games on, that's eyes being taken away from those particular networks, and they're not going to deal with that. They're paying too much money for it. That they are, and we know this all comes down to the almighty dollar. Speaking of money, 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 show me the money. Speaking of which, we got to get to a break. Speaking of the of the almighty dollar, all right, we got some bills to pay here. But when we come back, we're gonna catch up with our buddy Brian Backo. He's money. We'll ask him his thoughts on uh. The main green. We'll ask Backo his thoughts on these Thursday night football flexing shenanigans. Some other thoughts on the latest moving and shaking for the Steelers in free agency as well. We'll catch up with our buddy from the Post-Gazette. On the other side, Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, the Steelers Blitz on SNR. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 